0: hey everyone and welcome back to the blue collar off-road podcast episode 159 today we are joined by cody richie myself luke and graham will be joining us later and for a guest we have on leah hawkman you probably recognize the rig you know 42 reds uh 24 hours hell back oh never mind never mind
1: i was wrong the
2: rig is just so small they look like 42s
1: (laughs) Oh my uh, gosh, what? I would have never guessed that they were 39s. nines. That's crazy. I feel like 39s on like most rigs look so tiny, then on that they look massive. That's awesome.
2: If I could run 42s on my axles, trust me, I would.
1: Well, why can't you? Well, that's hold just, on, it's... Richie. Jesus Christ. Let's, let's learn a little bit more about her and what's going on with her, and then we'll we'll slide into the rig. All
2: right? Okay. Let's
1: <laughs> on into it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what got you into wheeling and all that jazz, and then we'll go from there.
2: Cool. Oh, um, I'm from Virginia, born and raised. Um, got into wheeling when I met my husband in 2009. He had a, a buggy he built uh, from the ground up on tons and 43s. Uh, that was before stickies were really a thing. Um, pretty badass buggy. Um, it would just hog through anything. And he, he like let me wheel it right away, taught me how to uh pick a line and and rock crawl. Um I just, you know, fell in love with that. Uh probably why I married him initially. Just kidding, honey. But um yeah, so, you know, got into the rock crawling. Um we did that as much as we could and um then, you know, got married, did the family thing, got out of it for a few years. And then got back into it. Um, decided, oh, let's just get you know a Rubicon and build that up and start there. Uh, big mistake. Uh, we got a twenty fifteen JK Rubicon two door. Uh, built it up pretty good. Still running on forty fours. Um, but that once you have expensive. a bug, yeah, yeah, and um, it is. It was mint condition when we bought it. It was a beautiful Jeep. There is not a single panel on it now that is not scratched and dented. <laughs> like, literally, people will not park next to me at the grocery store.
1: Who would have thought that the buggy yeah. people would fuck up a nice full-body rig? Who would have thought? Oh, that people, is just quite we're
2: people just think we're absolutely crazy. I mean, it, it pretty much looks like a shit box now. So, um... Yeah, we, we got that, and we're like, eh, big mistake. And then not only that, we were kind of like constantly bickering on who uh, got to drive. Um. So, yeah, so one day he um sends me a picture of this buggy, and he's like, I'm going to buy this for you. And I was like, haha, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> well, sure enough, that night, he drove eight hours down to South Carolina and bought my buggy and then
3: what a good guy what a good guy. i know
2: right and then he was like that's going to be your rig i'll keep wheeling the jeep until i can build build myself one um he just felt like it was a good rig for me being you know a uh, you know low center of gravity really stable rig um, the rear steer it's a you know a small moon buggy the rear engine and um you know so big learning curve uh, going from a 1 ton buggy that just hogged through anything, you know, completely different driving style than my rig now. And then going to the JK for a little while, which is a manual, um, I, you know, I had to learn how to wheel that. And then I got my buggy, which has rear steer. And when I first got it, the rear steer lever went up and down instead of left to right, which, you know, that's like a total mindfuck and Wait, um, what? yeah the lever went up and down so you went up to go right and you push the lever down to go left
1: that kind of uh, reminds me of like uh what's those boats down in the swamps of um florida and stuff like that the big like with the huge fans on it i know that they're very similar where like you push forward and it goes left oh, and then and you pull boat. backwards it goes airboat thank you thank you richie yeah like that's got to be such a weird like especially there are you already trying to drive you're trying to do everything else and then it's like yes up down fuck left right goddamn side. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah like finally like i made little vinyl decals and like labeled it because you know like those eventually were off and by that time like i had it memorized and all figured out um but then by the time i got it to where i was working it you know kind of naturally we brought it in and did a new dash and when we did that we've flip the lever and all the hydraulic lines behind the dash because those also used to be above the dash like right in my face which always sketched me out
1: yeah especially- Yo, that
0: stuff sketches me out with the mm-hmm. orbital cylinders getting mounted on the dash i'm like
2: yeah my orbital is like right above my legs right now and like oh boy. somebody pointed that out to me so i won't like wheel in shorts anymore but um uh-huh. i'm going to we're redoing a bunch right now, and I'm going to put a shield around it.
3: That's a good yeah. Call.
0: So that stuff's operating at like 1,600 PSI roughly, depending on everything, if I remember correctly, and like 1,600 PSI is plenty to uh, give you a nice severe uh, oil-infused cut, yeah. which
2: is yeah. not great. Um, exactly. So that's something I'm... I'm going to do when, new, new fear unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: when I bought my chassis that I had a while ago, I was looking at building a like a multi-piece bent-up shroud to go around the orbital because there was nowhere else I was going to be able to put the orbital. And then I sold the chassis and now have got the same shit box and I'm just throwing the orbital up front like a normal person would.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just a little little shield will at least help give you enough time to hopefully uh, hop out.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, realistically, if you make it out of eighth-inch material, it's not going to burn through that very easily or quickly. It would have to be, like, spraying on it for a long enough period of time
1: that you're uh, going to have noticed and cared a while ago. or when you stop having steering, it might, uh, you might, it might be like, um,
2: that might clue you in. I think you would realize I, my, I have a cup holder in my dash right beside my orbital. And, um, I guess, uh, my trail beverage had leaked into it and I start feeling something dripping. I have on like her heart bibs and I start feeling like a drip coming from that area. And it was like creeping down, coming from the orbital. Oh my God. I've, I pulled over so fast and hopped out. Everyone's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, I think my orbital's leaking.
1: <laughs>
0: that is yeah. never a fun time at all. Um, also, the reason I said that is because my ultimate fear is the pinhole leak. That is yeah. what terrifies me more than the line letting go because you'll still have steering. It's just going to start pissing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Probably at a higher pressure too, being like a pinhole leak.
0: Yep. Um, uh, like I do want to
2: laser uh, <laughs> plasma cut or something. Yeah. It's
3: like basically. a water jet, like,
1: hydraulic fluid.
2: <laughs> yeah. Water jet. That's what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> that's
0: but why do... that stuff scares me, man. And but I do want
1: to do. Wanna... Um... <laughs> I do want to commend you though. Honestly, I think it's really cool when, uh, and I'm like, I don't want to bring like, you know sex into this but either way it's like i think it's really cool when women like go to such an extent that you have in a male driven sport i think it always interests me and in, like coming from like the dirt biking world and like you know skateboarding and snowboarding and all of that and like it's always so unique and i think it definitely grabs attention because people are like oh shit like that's super cool and It's something that always like interests me, knowing how they got into it. So it's cool that your your husband took the time and like got you comfortable with it. Because as we know, like we have you know different girlfriends and whatnot, and sometimes it's like if they get the wrong day, the wrong sour taste in their mouth about wheeling, and it could just throw off the whole entire thing. But with him having you learn to drive and learn to like get into that side of it, I bet you that's like the the bump up.
2: Yeah, that's the tipping point. Like. I mean, I was into it before and, and loved it, but once I got to drive, then that was all I wanted to do. Like, I'm yeah. not a passenger princess. Like, I don't want to ride. I, I want to drive. So, um, you know, that that's a big tipping point. And then when I got my own rig, I wanted to know everything about it. I wanted to be able to talk about it confidently. I wanted to learn how to work on it. I can take my axle apart and put it back together by myself. Uh, uh, did it at camp by myself a couple times this summer, um changing out an axle shaft. I even got even at one point, I even had to um, drop the diff and uh, take my locker out and test it. Now, I did have somebody help me pull the diff out because it's a little heavy, but um you know i I take pride in knowing my rig and how to work on it. And I just feel like that's something you should do. and Um, you know, you say not to bring sex into it, but I mean, it is, it is a part of it because it's the world we live in and it's just not common to see a, a female into off-roading to, you know, that extent. And, um, that's why I really try to push that and encourage that on other women. Um, it's quite empowering, empowering to, um, know how to work on your own rig and confidently speak about it if someone asks me a question about it nine out of ten times you know i know the answer
3: yeah that's
4: sorry
1: i have
0: a grumblement that i think that everyone is currently getting failed right now and there should be a very basic class in high school about how to change the brakes on your car and understand the way that that stuff works.
2: Or I Just... mean, at least an oil change. I mean, my God.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, now, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I totally I'm...
2: agree. I totally agree. I feel like there needs to be a class on uh, basic uh, automotive skills, mechanics, and uh, probably one on uh, credit and balancing a checkbook as well.
1: Fucking amen to that. God. Amen to that. Yeah, that like is. those are just basic life skills that I
0: feel like yes. everyone's lacking. And like, I'm lucky because my dad was an aircraft mechanic who was into diesels, and like, oldest kid, you know, most time to spend in the garage. And I just kind of got hooked. And I've said it before, but diesels were too expensive, so I got into yeah. wheeling and. <laughs>
1: that's how it was for me with uh with my grandfather in classic cars it was like you know we built the 55 me my dad and him and I'm looking at like oh yeah I'll pick up a C10 I'm like Man, that's like $6,000 for a shit box. So I'm like, that $500 Cherokee over there is looking hella good right now. Right. And then it just it just kind of progressed from there. So it's it's really unique to me to see how everybody gets into it or like the diff- like the story behind uh, Holly Fowler, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Like her mm-hmm. story is absolutely incredible and I've, I I want to get her on the pod so bad because I think she would be a really good talk. She but would. like
2: She's a good buddy of mine. I I'll um I'll talk to her.
1: Hell yes, I, man! I'm excited already just thinking about it. Um, but like yeah, her she's story, she's
2: fun to talk to also.
1: And I, I don't know, I just I think it's I think it's really cool. And like one of our friends, um, up here, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, and I am a terrible person for this. Who, uh, Mike Craig? So Mike Craig's wife, she's incredible, and it was awesome because like the first few times that I met Mike Craig, his wife was driving 99% of the time. And well, that was that's like Mike's like,
0: a terrible fucking driver and she at least knows how to like obey a spotter.
1: See, but I almost watched her run over Timmy and then she drove into a tree. Yeah, well that's fucking
0: know? Timmy. So like
1: and Timmy was standing next to the tree. I would have hit Timmy too. <laughs> but either way but, I I think that was like my first real experience into um like watching a woman drive to that like same extent. And I just think that's really fucking badass. And it's definitely like an extra like 10 cool points compared to just watching Luke do something. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Um, yeah, well, there seems
2: a, to be a lot of uh, women up in New England who drive.
1: There are.
0: Um Hell, I even had Morgan driving before I put the stick in it. And now that I put the stick in it and the tons under the rig, the she's sticking like, what? In the
1: rig. Oh, okay, sorry. Just had to clarify. Get your head out <laughs> of the gutter, jackass. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, you're leaving it open for interpretation. I gotta ask.
2: He did kind of say, like, he he brought up Morgan and then said before I put the stick in it. So.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean.
2: I caught that, I, too.
0: I am operating on a mature adult level here. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, talk about that, transmissions man? in. You know, specifics because I prefer being able to select the gear and hit it with the right amount of attitude, if you know what I mean.
1: So. I got a question for you, but we have to go, we have to circle back and talk about your rig and whatnot, but I do have one quick question before we do all that. So something that I experienced with, um, we'll say an X, whatever she was at this point, um, where, when she was learning to wheel, she had a nice Wrangler. It was a nice shape and she wanted to keep it nice, but she also was interested in learning when, i would spot her she would get so upset with me when something wouldn't work well and then luke would have to like physically shove me out of the way and go all right now that that moron's done talking <laughs> like, it, it it he would say like the exact same thing but it would just click did you ever experience well, anything I... like that oh luke. like Sorry.
2: um like like somewhat well i get what you're saying yes Yes. Um at when sometimes when Brent's spotting me or, or something's not going right, you know, I'm kind of like just shut up and let me figure it out on my own. I don't necessarily want someone else to come in and spot because I trust him more than anybody else. Like he mm-hmm. knows me, he knows my driving style, he knows the rig, but like it gets to a point where you can't have a spotter all the time. You're never going to learn, you're never going to progress. You have to get to the point where you gotta figure it out on your own. You have to learn your rig limits and you know, you gotta break shit to to learn and understand your rig and the limits. And um so but I get what I, I get what you're saying. Like like with TJ spotting at Hellenback, yeah, it went smoother because I didn't have a ton of seat time in my rig yet and we had just done a bunch of work on it and it was somewhat of a shakedown run. And I just wanted TJ to spot me because he knew the trails. You know, he's an off-road guy. He's familiar with buggies like mine as well up in New England. There's, you know, a few um, Toyota Suzuki-based buggies up there I know of. And um, it was just, like, high pressure, kind of intense. And, I mean, you know Field and Forest. Those red trails there are no joke.
1: That's for sure. Like when we that walked on right. the
2: day before, I got like, you know, like kind of like red in the face, and like everyone was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I don't even see the line." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "You people are crazy." I, um. I so you. yeah, I mean, it was quite I'm intimidating, back. and and now like I have like way more seat time since Hellenbach. And, and I, you know, I'll be the first to say it. I'm way better driver now than I was even in Hellenbach. and, back, and Not to even say I was a good driver at back. I mean, I had the, you know, the, the, not to say I had the most capable rig, but I had the most well-suited rig to get through those trails. And that was like my saving grace.
0: And then you had the fat JK on 40s following along.
2: Yeah, we had the guy who sold his buggy to to wheel a JK at back. It was absolutely hilarious. And he, he just did phenomenal. But Chris I, also I knows actually, that park as well.
1: It still upsets I actually me was like that. It upsets huh? me so much. It upsets me so much because his rig was awesome, and like he has the family, and like I get it. But then he also had his buddy Mikey, who he was he was with him. He was in his passenger seat Mike that Pierce. day. Yeah, where like Mike Pierce like built his rig up so that way like they could go and like wheel across the new or not New England, like all across the country together. And then all of a sudden, Chris is just like, "See you, dude. I'm gonna go buy a minivan."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Porter. but then again he goes and he, he runs was really cool. they were both really cool
1: oh yeah they're great people i definitely like those yeah. dudes every time i go wheeling with them i always learn something which i love um and it's it's always exciting wheeling with them for sure
2: yeah i mean I, i've been back up to new england now uh, since Helen back and last time i was up at field and forest i wheeled every every blue and black trail there um nobody wanted to get into the red trails but um I, I did hit every blue and black there. It, it was just me and Jared Bouchard, um, just just hitting it. Like, I mean, we just hightailed it through the trails. I mean, it was it was insane. We we would stop for maybe like five minutes, chit chat, get back in, and just blast. I mean, it was so much fun.
1: Gotta love those days. Those days are always the best where like you get into a small group and you just go hammer through everything and really get to explore a property. Like those are some really good times.
2: Oh yeah. It was, it was so much, it was so much fun. Like I skipped out on competing that day. Like I was like, oh, I just, you know, I drove all the way up here. I've been working for X-Rock all weekend. Like, I don't really want to compete. I don't have anything to prove. I, You know, I just want to go wheel and explore the property. Like, I towed up there, our 36-foot enclosed trailer by myself, 12 hours. And I was like, I want to wheel. Like, that's why I do this. Like, I want to freaking wheel. And um, <clears throat> then I felt bad about it the next morning so I was driving up to the comp course, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna compete. Like, hopefully, I'm not getting up here too late." And then on the way up to the comp course, I ripped off a rear link. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> and then so Oof. like I had to like I was trying to ratchet strap it like down to the tube myself, and then like the diff like had pointed, and then I was just like totally screwed at that point. So then I went and found TJ, um, Tanner. Who was it? TJ and Eric Swenson and Eric Goulet came back and and helped me get it off the trail, and then we found good old Brian Goes and um, he welded it all back up for me, which was like it was really weird to watch someone else working on my rig that like I had never met before. It was it was weird. It was like it was like a one night stand. But, yeah, so we got it all welded back up, and at that point, there was no way I could compete. So then I was like, Jared, can we please go wheel? Like, we wheeled with Eric and um, some other guy. I can't remember his name for a little bit. And then um it was Sunday, and everybody was being a little bitch. So then just <laughs> me and Jared went out. It was a blast. But I love Field & Forest.
0: Field & yeah. Forest is... Uh... One hell of a property, to say the I least. haven't
2: been challenged. Really, like, really challenged. And, like, I've wheeled on the Mammoth Trail and all kinds of crap, you know, down east here. But I'd say the most challenging parks I've been to are AOP and, hands down, F you know, and Green F. Forest. Yeah, and then I'm saying that over area BFE, even out in Moab. Wow. <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> I have a lot of love for AOP. AOP is, like, my favorite It's freaking
2: wild, and you kind of have to be a different breed. Like, when I got down there, and I looked at everybody else's rig, and I looked at mine, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) We're not in Kansas
0: anymore. Yeah,
2: I was like, total Dorothy moment. Oh, God. And um, I met up with, like, Dylan Waters and those guys, and... um, I was there for the Trail Trash meet and beat. We were actually picking up a set of 42 reds for my husband's buggy. And then, because um, you know those a- AOP guys don't want those uh, red label crawlers. Yeah, I'm garbage. sorry
0: that you wasted those wasted those dollars on them, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> but, no, it's all good. So, um, yeah, so we got down there to AOP, and I saw, like, like these, like mini Toyota rock bouncers, like Toyota axles on forty threes. I was like, "What voodoo yeah. is this? Like, how are they not breaking shit?" And it's because there's no traction there. Like, oh. you, there's no traction to break anything. Like, you can just freaking. That's a lie. <laughs> that well,
3: not when I was
2: there, it was wet, and I could not crawl up anything. And I know you're going to say it's because I'm on reds. No,
0: no, I was going to save that for later because I cannot wait to get into that topic, but I want to (laughs) cover She Crawls and I want to cover what the actual Moon Buggy is, but I also have to stick up for AOP first here, you know, (laughs) Um, because like it's only an hour from my house. So
2: Well, you're one of those AOP breed people and y'all are crazy.
0: Dude, it is so wild showing up there. And, like, I'm used to having the rig on 40s that's, like, four-linked and three-linked. And, like, you know, you pull into the Roush parking lot with that, with, like, this clapped-out rig. And everyone's kind of, like, whatever. It's just, you know, trail trash. And then you show up at AOP, and that rig goes from, like, a large rig at a normal park to one of the smallest rigs in the parking lot sitting on 40-inch stickies linked front and rear. And it's I mean, like how 100... do you think I
2: felt in my little bougie moon buggy there?
0: <laughs> uh, probably a lot less stable.
2: I mean, it was wild. We were yeah. going up this one trail at nighttime. I mean, and it was kind of like the wheeling where I was like, I'm going to have to like pound several beers before I go out and wheel with these guys tonight. So I did that. And we... I can't remember what trail it was, but, I mean, we were sitting there for every bit of 20 minutes waiting for people to get up it, and they were struggling. And, my God, like, I was tuned in, and I never wheeled like that before in my life. I just put my foot on the gas pedal, and I, like, rock bounced the whole way up that trail in one shot. Like, it was insane, and, like, nobody got a video of it. And I was like, I don't care. You guys are, like, AOP people. You saw me do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get up to the top of the trail and we're sitting there. We're sitting there and uh, talking with these other guys who are like the only other ones to make it up it. And next thing you know, like they're shaking me, waking me up. I'm like passed out in the buggy mouth breathing. And oh shit. Yeah, like I fell asleep. We were up there that long. And he was <laughs> like, hey, no one else made it up. So uh, you, you want to head back? And I was like, oh shit, yeah. Okay. But I gave Dylan, I don't know if you guys know Dylan Waters, but I gave Dylan so much shit for that. I was like, haha, Dylan, I made it up and you didn't.
0: (laughs) And I'm sure that that hurt Dylan on a spiritual level because, you know, (laughs) poverty dot things.
2: Well, he would have just gone up and like broke a 40 spline axle shaft or something anyways, so. Yeah, he would
0: wad the thing up and then be like surprised that a nine-inch third member decided to delete itself from the chat while the rig is like completely rolling itself over from torque steer.
2: <laughs> How yeah, did this you, happen? You know, Dylan. Yeah, it's so just funny. It. <laughs> I, Dylan's a great guy, though. I love him. He, he's he's my buddy. I, I really enjoy him. He's nice. He's really, really nice, friendly guy.
0: He's uh. He's got an interesting persona, but I like wheeling with him cuz he's always a party and every time that you like watch him walk up to something, you know you're about to see something interesting happen. There's never any time where he's like gentle on anything.
2: Oh no, like I what's that one? Um real steep obstacle there like Riot not, Hill Not little ste- yeah, Riot Hill. Like I tried, and it just was not happening, and then he went up there and broke something, and that was at nighttime, but then as soon as we got there, I was like, I gotta see this little Caesars trail that everybody talks about, you know, I've seen it on Rain of Rocks and stuff, but I wanted to see it in person, in person, so like he drove me back there, and um, we were checking it out, oh man, was he tried so hard to get me to try to put tires on it right then and there. I was like, I literally just got here, and like the whole trail uh, trash crew like came up and parked, and so much pressure. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. It's I'm not are coming
1: out, and then it's like, oh, yeah, what? I was like,
2: I am not breaking my rig as soon as I get here. That <laughs> was just like, I mean, it's a, it's pretty gnarly. My uh, a friend of mine, he made it up there a couple weeks back, though. He made it up the whole thing. He didn't skip the second ledge or anything. Steve Marquette and a buggy. Was
1: it like a bouncer or was it more of like a...
2: It's like a a comp buggy.
1: Hell yeah.
3: Have you
0: noticed like the AOP rigs that get bred though are all like 120 inch wheelbase on 43 SXs with at the very least 400 horsepower? That part just churns those out.
2: What blew me away was, like, the Toyota rock bouncers on 43s. That's what blew me away. I was like, how are they running 43-inch stickies on Toyota axles?
0: (laughs) Uh, Red clay and uh, divine prayer for rain.
2: That's what I'm saying, the lack of traction. But (laughs) when I was there, it had been raining. So Uh, When
0: you're there and it's dry... The park becomes weird because, like, it's got certain areas that stay soggy. And so, um, you know that red offshoot that you go into where, like, when you're coming up, uh, what is it, one? It's the red offshoot that heads up to, like, 41 and all that. That will never stay dry. So I went bombing into there and stood my Cherokee on its nose at the... Uh, drop down because I didn't want to take the bypass over there. I'm like, yeah, that'll be fine, whatever. And in the dry, I went and I hit the brakes, expecting it to like slide, and instead I locked everything up and just like nosed right on in there.
2: Some gymnastics.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When that place is dry, it's probably worse than when it's wet. Other than you can make everything.
2: Well, I definitely want to go back there when it's dry because that place humbled the shit out of me.
3: You'll like, be bored. I would look
2: at, I would, well, I would look at something and be like, "Oh hell yeah, that's gonna be fun to crawl." Couldn't even <laughs> fucking make it up it. I was like, "What? Oh my god!" Like Riot Hill. Like I felt like I could have had that. Like I maybe don't quite have the the wheelbase to get up it, but I mean, I think if I, you know, had turned the rear tires just right and got the fronts like, over the... you know, crested over the top part of the ledge. I don't know. I don't know. I need redemption. I need AOP redemption.
3: AOP doesn't
0: offer redemption. It only offers a different kick in the teeth.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) You'll, like... For example, I went in there when it was dry, and like I was talking about, I almost rolled my rig because I'm so used to the park being wet that, like, you go and you hit the brakes and they don't generally do anything because you're just on, like, soggy clay and you go sliding down the rocks and, you know, yeah, it's okay. You
2: on your bald SXs. Uh,
0: unfortunately, I don't run bald tires. I sell tires at half-tread.
2: That was a joke. No. I know. <laughs>
0: I'm, and I'm just returning it. Same level as SAS. so all right, let's let's get into this here. So we've mentioned the buggy. What exactly is it? It's rear engine, Toyota engine, Chevy engine. Where,
2: um, what do no, we got? no, it's um Toyota Suzuki based uh, rear engine rear steer moon buggy. Um I, you would dub it as a moon buggy. It's small lightweight yep. rear engine. Um so I've got um uh two uh eight inch front Toyota axles. They're flipped because I'm rear engine. And mm-hmm, then yep. I've got 488 uh Yukon gear and axle gearing and those the rear axle I've got a Yukon gear and axle high pinion housing but we flipped it and put reverse cut gears in it. Uh, so they're running on the drive, sh- the drive side. So I've just got like, you know, like a better depth into the gearing. Yeah,
3: makes sense. And
2: yeah, so it's a lot stronger because I'm really pushing it, running thirty-nine inch reds. And then I've got Toyota drive shafts. Um, then I've got a sixteen-valve one point six liter <clears throat> Suzuki engine.
0: Okay. And Ooh, the that's- fuel injected one.
2: Yeah, and that's mated to a uh, Samurai transfer case. I've got the Trail Gear six five to one kit in that, and then that is mated to a Kick Three crawl box. Ooh. So yeah, I've got like stupid low gearing. It's like yeah,
0: I I checked out like twenty minutes ago. That's way too low gearing for me. How do you drive <laughs> that thing around?
2: I mean. I can put it in like high, and I—I I mean, I, I, it does good. I mean, uh, I mean it's a just, buggy, you know. Like I'm only on the trails in it, you know. So.
1: <clears throat> so what you're saying is, Windrock is out of the picture.
2: Oh no, I did find at Windrock.
1: Yeah, it, it goes along through the trails, like so, going so through the trails.
2: Yeah, I mean, it does fine. Like you know, I just I put the transfer case and um, and you know, if it's. If I can, I'll just put it in too high, and then I put the crawl box in low, and I just blast around. Um. It, Makes I mean, sense. it does shine. It, it keeps. I mean, obviously, like I can't keep up sometimes with with certain rigs, but um, <laughs> when they're blasting. But I'd like to think that you know people keep in mind. Hey, Leah's following you. Don't like, completely haul ass. I could probably go like thirty five. Oh, that's that's plenty good then.
1: Yeah, that's plenty good. Okay, I
0: was just giving you a hard time because, like, you know, six five to one, and then you've got the crawl box. What's the crawl box? Two
3: and a half or three to one? Um, is the crawl box two and a half or
2: three
3: to one? I'm curious what. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like one point eight something like that. My overall ratio. My overall crawl ratio is like around one thirty-seven.
1: That's not oh, as good. bad as I, I thought it was going to be. Way more than that. I feel like my no, that's, no, that's and, and it's problem.
2: it's really good. Like uh, the one of the main reasons we put the crawl box in is because it takes a lot of stress off of that uh, turbo, uh, that TH one hundred and eighty transmission I have. Mm-hmm. So I was like burning up my transmission, and uh, a friend of mine out west. Um, offered to sell me that crawl box because he was parting out his rig and selling it and uh he did yeah and it just you know it was just perfect and it it's just taken all the stress off my transmission
4: that makes sense so,
2: yeah and and honestly like all that torque and everything it, it just makes this the stickies work better the, mm-hmm. the tires hook up more and um, that's kind of like my style of wheeling anyways, is like low, slow, super technical crawling.
1: I agree. I think that's more fun for me. Like, I don't know. I don't mind go fast shit, but I think like actually having to like kind of work through a problem on trail, like that's what gets me excited. Cause then I'm like, I feel accomplished after I finish it for
3: sure. Yeah.
2: That's, that's what I like. I like feeling challenged and getting through like a technical obstacle and, um, you know, every every now and then it's fun to hit the skinny pedal, sure, but um, <laughs> we also know that's when shit breaks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, quick thing, let's talk about your husband. What does your husband's rig have? Just
2: um, he's got a Fabian eight hundred one OG Rock Lizard chassis. Uh, he's got a five to one Atlas in there. Um, he's got a two point oh Ecotech um, uh, engine uh, built. Turbo three fifty, um, KMC twenty inch KMCs with forty two inch crawlers, um, um, trail gear, uh, hydraulic rams, four wheel steer. Um, yeah, Yukon and the diffs and the axle shafts. It's uh, it's gonna be a pretty bad rig. <laughs>
1: Sounds like it. It sounds like it sounds like yours would be more fun though. I'm just saying. His seems pretty cookie cutter (laughs) throwing it out there. (laughs) I know.
2: He should have just gotten LS. Jesus.
1: Exactly. Just figure out how to put in that little rock lizard. Just, you know, mash it in there somehow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But um Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm just excited for him to be in a buggy too, finally. Like, you know, he's sometimes we don't even wheel together. We'll go to a park together, but we don't wheel together. I'll go out with a buggy group and You know, he'll, he'll hang, hang back and, I mean, he'll do like the same trails I do, but you know, we'll be running different lines and stuff. And, um, but don't get me wrong. Like he, he does crazy things in that JK. I don't know if you saw the Flex Tracks rollovers, um, fan wild ride video, but, uh, if you haven't, you need to tune in and watch him beat the shit out of his JK. It's absolutely (laughs) hilarious.
1: No, I don't think I've watched the video, so I'll definitely have to check he, that out. He
2: took it's on 37s. He took it up trail fifteen. Uh, he took it up trail twenty-one.
1: <laughs> oh my. It's gotta yeah. be kind of fun though, because then like you guys get to like share stories at the fire afterwards, like because you both got to experience two different things uh, throughout the whole day.
2: Oh, for sure. And like we'll like radio into each other and be like, How's it going? And like um one of the last times we were out but in separate groups, he was like um, he was like, Hey, I just broke something. He ripped, um, what did he you, what, what'd you rip off? He ripped off a control arm, the factory bracket. Oof. Yeah. Right. Straight off the frame. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And he was, that was the first time he's ever majorly broke anything on that Jeep. And I was like, wow. And three years of willing it. And, um, so I was like, that's crazy. All right. Well, I'm about to hit this line up here you know all these people are up here watching so i gotta go up here and try and do something and i get up there and get bound up and broke something <laughs> and that was like five minutes after he told me he broke so i head back to camp and um i get back to camp i pull my axle shaft out um i blew the burf up on an rcv and oh. um yeah so fortunately had to spare um and then I get that in, and then he pulls up, and he's like, you're broke too? I was like, yep, you jinxed me. So <laughs> we're both there working on our rigs, but here's the funny thing. It's him and like five dudes working on his Jeep, and then it was me all, all by myself uh, with my friend Leisha and my, my girlfriends Leisha and Teresa uh, handing me tools working on mine all by myself.
1: Man, they just left I you like, guys all, all to your I was own, like own. five
2: dudes, <laughs> one JK. I was like typical Jeep people
1: that's that reminds me of when we were d- our first year going down to the aop meet and beat. um i forget sam's last name but sam also has a jk and i remember at, like in the middle of the night they're trying to work on it there's like eight men surrounding this one jk trying to work on it It was the funniest thing ever and that's just yeah. what you think of that night
2: yeah that's what it was like i shit you not there was like five dudes over there working on it and then me just pulling pulling my axle apart. <laughs> I had that shit fixed and put back together before they had that. oh um, yeah, shit <laughs> welded back on. I was like, "All right, see you later. I'm going back out.
1: <laughs> going out oh, wheeling, no. see you later, losers. That's the way to show them."
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I've broke shit enough that I'm getting good at changing it out pretty quickly. <laughs>
1: Love it. Love it. So now what what got you in the mood to start She Crawl? And like what does she crawl really mean to you?
2: Um, well, She Crawls is all about promoting women in the sport. Like, you know, I got to the realization or I came to the realization that um I always see women out on the trails, but they're in the passenger seat. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you need to get behind the wheel like you know don't be afraid of it get behind the wheel and drive and not only that you know there's also a lot of women who do have their own rigs um but I want to encourage them to you know push the limit you know wheel progress learn to work on your own rig and um you know I just had a lot of people reach out to me before I started the brand she crawls and tell me you know hey you inspired me to drive my husband's rig I'm going to get my own now or hey, you know, I saw you um, installing your gears and lockers, like, it's really cool, like, I'm learning to weld or this and that. And, you know, I just had a lot of people reaching out telling me, you know, that they, they thought it was inspiring and that I encouraged them. And I was like, that's, you know, really cool, and very humbling. And I just want to continue to do that. And, um, you know, kind of bring women together where, you know, and the way things can be, you know, sometimes women don't always get along or they can be petty towards each other. And I just kind of want to make the off-road community a place where that doesn't happen for women and encourage them to do more. And, you know, don't think about it. Just, you know, wish, oh, I wish I could do that. Do it. You can do it. You're capable. You're You're more than capable.
1: Hell yeah. So that's the, honestly, that's really, really cool. And I like, I like seeing that as well. Um, now with your events, is it like, are you gearing it more towards the idea of having like women driving for this event?
2: No, not necessarily. I mean, obviously I like to see that, but, um, I'm not sure if the events are something I'm going to keep doing or not. We'll see how this one goes. And, um, it's it's just welcome for all. I just wanted it to be a season opener, uh, kind of shakedown uh, run on the East Coast. I mean, oh, all yeah. in all, everything I do, I do it because I just want to wheel. I just want everybody to come together and go wheeling and have fun and listen to the band and party and eat some good food and just have a good time. I, I just what? felt like... I felt like there was kind of like a gap um, in off-road events that, um, you know, what I had envisioned for my event, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I mean, have you been to an off-road event that has a a $60 ticket, you get an event t-shirt, live band, buggy or uh, ORV barrel racing, Um, you get a free meal from the food truck for your ticket. Trail rides, awesome park. I don't know. I, I felt like like that it was a pretty cool for to me. That, Yeah,
3: yeah. Kind of
1: sounds like Wheeling for Warriors. Wheeling for Warriors is similar, um, but it's yeah, but it goes. Like, I mean, like it, it kind well, of. That's for yeah. that's for
2: a great call.s I'm um, I'm not really making any money off the event because where I price the tickets at, and I'm including a shirt and a meal, and I'm paying for the band and everything with that ticket price.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: but um you know i i had thought about possibly um upping the ticket price a bit and i'd love to like donate to like the jesse combs foundation or something like that um but i kind of wanted to kick off this first event and see how it goes
4: yeah when is the event
2: um it is april um 26th weekend okay all right
4: okay we'll so we can that, make happen.
1: That's,
4: that's like a week or two after the meet and beat right
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Well, don't break your shit and come to the event.
1: <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> she she just told us, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it does sound like a really good excuse to go back to um, Good Evening Ranch as well. Like maybe go out, and see some cool people, experience that. And I love that you're like including things that aren't just Wheeling based. It's something that I was thinking for. Um, we were offered a weekend at one of our local properties to host an event it's something similar to that where it's like not not necessarily the whole t-shirt and the whole thing like that but like having a band seems like such a fun idea because it's something that we lost out on when we had our web wheelers ball was being able to wheel all night we don't we didn't get that time after wheeling to like be able to hang out chit chat drink beer shoot the shit with guys that like we had people all come all over the place you know, people we're talking to on the internet from different sides of the country that we don't get to see that often. And you know, you don't really want a large group of people wheeling on trails so you don't get to see everyone or get to talk to everyone and having that, where you could go to the barrel racing thing, go to the concert and hang out, eat good food. Like that, just, that definitely adds a community side to it that I really enjoy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah.
2: That's, that's what I wanted. Cause like a lot of, a lot of the off-road part is the community and connections you make. And, um, you know, I wanted some of that at the event, too. Not, you know, everyone goes back to their camp or their group and, you know, nobody hangs out. Like, I wanted to kind of bring people together.
3: Luke? Yes. Okay, now you did like an inhale, like you were just ready to
1: lay down some inspirational shit or something. No, <laughs> He's crying. No, I'm, I'm, yeah.
0: But uh, I missed where we were at. I'm going to assume that from... Uh what I just walked into that we're talking about, She Crawls. Yeah. you yeah. are yeah. talking
2: about the event um, that I have coming up pretty much, yeah.
0: Oh, that's going to be awesome. I forget exactly what the dates are on that. The 26th. But we just April, 26th April 26th. That, 26th. that,
2: just that whole weekend. <laughs> Friday <laughs> to Sunday. What the
0: heck was that? Uh, So, I can tell you right now that I unfortunately will not be able to make that, Lugier. but I will definitely share that. Because I have to work that weekend,
1: man. But, that's lame as hell. Just quit your job. Unfortunately,
0: you we know, believe get
1: paid it or not, <laughs> to quit our jobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a net cost; it has not paid a cent out yet. So, if
2: you I will give you a free ticket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have there to figure go. out if I'm still Real. welcome on the property or if I'm going to get the angry eye. Oh, you will be fine. As um, long as you're not pit biking
1: on the grass. I'm doing joking. <laughs> uh,
0: but <laughs> that that event is going to be solid, and I really liked some of the plans that you had in place to help, uh, not structure it, but provide some support for it.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just about. I just felt like um, you know, for the ticket price, you know, you, there's you know, not not a lot of offered events. You know, yeah, you're paying a ticket cost but you're getting something for your money
0: yeah i mean and that's kind of what you got to do or it's got to be no cost besides the park you have to either get something or you know just yeah i'm not i'm not
2: charging people to just come like wheel where i'm gonna be like I'm. it's no that's bizarre
1: yeah that's people coming to see you hell yeah who wants
2: to see me i'm i'm nobody i can't wheel hey Um, we said
1: we said the same thing until i had some random dudes coming up to me making pegging jokes at me because and then i'm just like wait who is this guy (laughs) like
2: it's crazy (laughs) i have people come up to me and ask to take pictures with me and i'm like what
1: why we're not that cool yet we're not that we're Uh, almost there but
2: (laughs) it's i mean it's humbling i guess but like the first time it happened was at aoaa and it really caught me off guard (laughs) like in in the picture i'm like making the most weird face i'm like (laughs) i don't even know like i'm trying to smile but i'm like massively uncomfortable and then had, um, we were all the way out in Moab for EJS, and we were getting the rig out of the trailer at some trailhead. And like this whole group of people and side by sides walked up to me, and they're like, Are you She Crawls? I was like, Yeah. I'm like, Can we take a picture with you? Do you have any swag or stickers we could have? I was like, Yeah. I, was, I don't know. It was just totally cool. I, I think, you know, maybe. Helen back enticed some of that, but um Definitely.
3: I don't know, it's cool and
2: if and if I'm, you know, inspiring young young ladies and, and women alike to off road and wheel, then I'm here for it.
4: Yeah, but um I mean, you also do have a pretty decent following too. Yeah. So it's not surprising that you have people coming up to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it surprised me. I mean, I'm just a normal, regular person, and, you know, I'm standing in my two-car garage right now, and there's about 12 inches between Brent's tire and my knuckle, and (laughs) there's shit everywhere. I mean, we're we're nobody special, nothing fancy, but we just love to wheel, and we're very passionate about it. We eat, sleep, and breathe off-road, so.
0: Yeah, um... I will say that it is definitely an odd experience when you're used to being a nobody to have people know you or know your rig.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like We're doing a lot of changes to my, my buggy right now. And it's not, you know, it's still going to look the same. Like, I'm going to kind of keep the, the main look of it. But um, we're cutting some tubes and panels out and stuff right now. So it's going to be changed up. I'm going to change the paint um i've got some new prp seats to put in there and um got a switch panel which oh i'm super excited about that yeah everything i mean it is like all chopped up right now i haven't been like sharing a lot of pictures of it just because like you know all the web wheelers out there are going to be like oh look at that weld, or why'd you do it <laughs> that way
0: uh isn't that half the fun like you purposefully post pictures of the worst stuff to argue with people or is that just me
1: no that's literally just you on club xj
0: yeah that's you luke okay well (laughs) i enjoy it well
1: (laughs) um, i still
2: remember when you i feel like that's an xj shit thing to do though
0: No, Uh, no, I I think that I would be doing it if I had anything else besides an XJ, although I do enjoy having an XJ because you can do that more, if that makes sense.
2: Well, the guy who built my chassis was like a master fabricator and builds like custom railings and shit. So you can definitely tell what he welded versus what we have welded.
0: Uh, Don't ever look too closely at my rig or do. Like I, I don't <laughs> care, but it, it's terrible, and
4: I love it. It's mine.
2: As long as your penetration's uh, there.
4: The The important part is as long as you don't die.
1: Yeah. Or it, if yeah. you do, then the walls are no longer your problem, you know? This is true. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um... Speaking about the two different welds thing, it's funny because like on my stiffeners you can see where I was welding, then you can see where Luke was welding, and then you look at my front stiffeners and it's like, oh, that motherfucker knew how to weld. It's like, wait, what ha- What happened here? <laughs> it's also very funny, and
0: I'm throwing some shade at Logan because he needs it right now. You can tell where I've welded some stuff, and you can tell where he's welded some stuff. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, That's so- something
2: I want to learn today. Do better as weld.
0: The biggest thing I'm gonna say with that, and like, I don't claim to be a good welder. I just know enough about welding to do my tool and die jobs. So like, welding tool steels and sticks and all that other fun stuff. Uh, it's just repetition and time.
2: Yeah, I just don't have a very steady hand. Like, I I have this weird rare bone disease in my wrists, and like. I just I don't have a super steady hand, so I feel like that works against me, but I think if I can get it to where like I position my hands right and rest them on something when I'm welding, that would help.
0: All right, so this is going to sound like a really weird question. Do you shoot guns? Yes. Okay, so you know when you're like shooting a pistol, you kind of want to wrap both of your thumbs over. Mm-hmm. Um instead of wrapping both of your thumbs fully over because i have a bad problem where if i don't um like have caffeine in the morning i have terrible shakes sometimes it's um, like an addiction by the way yeah it's definitely a caffeine addiction there is zero denial there like you know <laughs> sip a cup of coffee and it goes away but whatever um So when that happens, I end up having to grab the gun slightly like I'm holding a pistol and lay that lower hand in the glove against something to brace. And then just making small circular movements, pulling the pool in the direction that you want to or pushing the pool, depending on what you're doing. But that technique right there, very, very simple, super easy to do and will definitely help with the shaking.
2: Okay, I'll have to give that a try.
4: It, I think, know, I think Brent
2: at one point told me something like that, but I will definitely give that a try. I've got a bunch of scrap metal out here from cutting some panels out of the buggy I'm going to tinker yep. on.
0: Um, and another thing that's super helpful that you can do just to get the motion happy is if you can get two longer pieces uh, about a half inch in diameter and i would say somewhere around three sixteenths just so that way you're running the welder at mid power and not having to fight the um like machine wanting to die i'm not sure what type of machine you have but like generic the general consensus would be that at max power you've got 20 percent weld time so You know, the more you turn it down, the more weld time you have before you're pushing the machine.
2: Just slow it down a little bit.
0: Yeah, slow it down. Go to a slightly thinner, like eighth or three sixteenths, and do two inch stitch, move two inches. And you want to try and work on getting it to the point where you can't tell where one stitch ends and the other stitch begins as you work on filling it. And that will also help with a lot of. I mean, I guess that's more of a Cherokee type tip because I'm used to welding on Cherokees at this point a lot, but
1: Luke. either
0: way, you build fundamentals.
1: Where were the pointers for me when it looked like Stevie Wonder's guide dog was teaching me how to weld and like you have all this just magical knowledge sitting in the back you're just like, ah, figure it out, buddy. Like, um, doesn't
3: like you. Oh, fuck yourself, Cody.
1: so. That's hard.
0: Uh, I was in the get name. it sh- or I was in the getting shit done phase. I don't know if you noticed while I was working on your stuff, I was basically almost in a haze of just your front axle is getting done this way, and then it's going under the rig, and like I was not in the mood to teach. I was in the mood to do. That's fair. That's a good point. I like that.
2: I, I get, get that, that a lot here in the garage with Brent. He gets to do all the cutting and welding, and I get to do all the bitch work and and grind and sweep up. It, it
0: was one of those things though, where it was like this rig had <laughs> been. I had, had to been...
2: say that because he's sitting right here. <laughs> oh hell yeah!
0: What up, dude? Break the fourth wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was one of those things where Cody's rig needed to get done because we had a date that we wanted to get it out for and. We and were we got going fucked to make by it. COVID. That was yeah. Sometimes the start you just want to get
2: things done.
0: Yeah, like we, uh, we did stiffeners, steering, front axle build, rear axle repair, and rebuild. And all of that with gears and a it's full, full suspension uh, in a month and a half. Yeah,
2: from a like lot. bone
0: stock. So yeah. we, were, we were getting it done.
2: It Sounds like it. We're trying yeah, to do a, not quite that much, but we we have a, a laundry list to do on my buggy right now, and there's just a couple things, and then it turned into, like, 20 things.
3: <laughs> Isn't that the
0: worst? And, like, that's what I'm currently dealing with is it's like, all right, cool, we're just going to... You get into something,
2: and then you... It's like a home project. Like, you, you get into something, and then, like, you find something else, and you're like, oh, well, now I need to change that, and then oh, well, it, this wasn't ever even welded. Now we got to do that. And while yep. we're at it, we might as well do this.
0: Yep. Yep. And then it's like, all right, cool. Now all that stuff's done. Um, oh, but hey. What are we
2: going to do at first?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, this um, all started with paint and installing new seats. And then we, like, <laughs> we're like out here and got a little tuned in one night. And uh, let's just rip all the wiring out and get a switch panel. Ripped it. Uh, ordered a, s- a switch panel like 1 a.m. after about like 10 Miller lights. It was like okay.
0: Sounds about right. The yeah. uh, th- that's the normal.
4: I... Or sorry, go ahead, Richie. I, I'm just saying that's when I do my best work.
2: Yeah, but then you always gotta come out the next morning and check it.
4: <laughs> no, it's ju- just believe in the drunk you. That's all you have to do.
1: I don't believe in drunk me for for nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, that, that, I, I, yeah. I, I my hand, my keys in the door the other day. Okay, like I, I'm, I'm. Don't trust drunk me. <laughs> I slid, that's how I did my
4: sliders. The the fucking picture I have on Discord of me holding the bottle. That was that like two in the morning, fucking in my garage while I was doing my sliders. I was blitzed out of my mind. Remind me know.
0: again. Aren't you like cutting them up and changing them? Yes. Okay. I just wanted clarification here. Yeah. Um, well.
4: I I like the way Graham's sliders are way more than I like mine.
0: Yeah, I will say that when I did my sliders, there were a few too many uh, sliders that didn't help my production on those. And now they're uh, so well tied into the rig that they're just a part of it. I would have to uh, cut the whole rig up to get them out now.
4: Yeah, well, that that's my thought process is to change the sliders before they're too tied into everything else to change.
0: Makes sense. So, I have a question about she crawls that's entirely unrelated, but it's been we've been working behind the scenes on doing shirts and all that other fun stuff, and like we were supposed to have already done our pre-order and all that and we're way behind. But how bad was the administrative side of things when you started getting into it? Well, I guess a I mean, quick- if
2: you have a good website, which I had offered to to help with. I, I don't know if you were on the the call then, but um if you have a good website that like handles a lot of that for you, I mean, my my website's pretty automated. I mean, it like generates reports for me and it has like shipping within the website and stuff. And um, I don't know. It it kind of handles all that for me. Good I question. Mean,
1: do you yeah, do drop shipping or do you do your own orders?
2: I do everything myself. Um, oh, yeah, my, okay. my, my best friend has a badass um, DTF printer, which is a direct to film transfer.
1: Yeah, those things are cool
2: yeah, so if you need somebody to do your apparel, she's your gal. she She can do drop shipping for you, too, which makes it even more painless on your end if you're worried about the administrative side, you know, all working full-time jobs and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, simply made Get graphics. She's awesome. So she like I do all my designs myself and um, send them to her. She figures out the sizing for the shirts. She prints them. I pick them up, I bring them home, I have heat presses, I press them all here, and then ship them out. And I mean, you know, basically, I just like go to my website, open up unfulfilled orders, print out the packing slip for each order, um, stack the apparel and the transfer with each packing slip, make it, package it, print the shipping label.
0: Yeah, I was just really curious because, like, your website's well put together, and it seems to function. I try to just keep
2: it simple. Um, I just added, uh, I just partnered with JM Rigging Supply, and I just added soft shackles. I'd like to get more recovery gear on there eventually, but um, he'll be making the soft shackles out in Utah and uh, shipping those out to me. And then I will ship them out because I like to throw in, like, some candy and stickers and stuff in the packages.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So this is very minor tangent related to that, but like if you don't do that and you're shipping
1: stuff, what is you doing, baby? Like
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> like st- I mean, stinky fab never sending a fucking sticker, spending over X amount of dollars, and it's like, yep, nope, stickers are ten dollars, sir. It's like, huh? In what in what world does that make sense or any I mean, I've noticed that with a few companies where it's like, that's odd, but okay. Thank you for my Yeah, at least I feel you got like my-
2: stickers are a staple in the off road world.
1: Yeah, it's free advertisement. I'm surprised that like some companies just don't do it. I don't know if maybe they just have like the minimum wage guys working on the packaging or something and they just don't think of putting the stickers in. I don't know.
2: Yeah, maybe drop I don't know. I I can't answer that, but I like have a sticker printer and everything here and like I thoroughly enjoy making them.
0: And like I can understand it with drop shipping because that's a little bit of a different animal, but like if we're Doing stickers and stuff and sending those, like, how hard is well, it I mean, to I, up a Jolly Rancher in?
2: Yeah, <laughs> when I first, when I first launched, she crawls and like I wasn't totally happy with the quality of my apparel and everything, and that's part of why I took it over myself. But um, because you know nobody cares about your business like you do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even when I had someone doing drop shipping for me, I like I mailed them candy and stuff to put in the packages and stickers, so. I don't know. But Now would you say fun.
1: would you say your apparel line is more of like a lifestyle apparel or would is it more merch for you? Um
2: well, I don't like to consider anything I do for me um but it's just off-road geared apparel. Um I'm trying to come up with I just switched to make my shirts unisex because I had some dudes asking to order like the "Hit it with your purse" shirt, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. hit it
0: with your purse shirt. That's yeah, cool. definitely so like, hit me up. to buy one.
2: <laughs> no, uh, hit me up. I'll hook you guys up with one. But also,
0: um, oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was to say I, I just had some guys hitting me up for some shirts, shirt designs, so I switched to unisex style shirts just to keep things simplified, and um. <clears throat> Geez, I can't remember where I was going with this.
1: <laughs> That's quite all right. That happens for us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, I'm not like trying to become rich off of it. I'm just like,
0: it's you an know, expensive if you can, hobby.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can make a little money off doing something you love, why not?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, hell, just offsetting some of the cost because it's not a cheap hobby whatsoever. It's like,
2: not. And when people give me shit about sponsorships and stuff like that, I'm like, you know, I I work hard to get those sponsorships and um I'm not rich. So why wouldn't I accept a sponsorship? I mean, obviously I only accept one if it's a company that I believe in and um have respect for, but um and like I actually wanna run their parts. I mean I've had some you know, I, I'm i not going to like advertise some product on Insta- Instagram cause they sent me a free one, but you know,
0: yeah, well, it- it's like in our case, we don't do sponsorships, but if we were to do sponsorships, it would have to be like someone or something that we actually cared about, you know, where, or, you know where I'm going with that? Like
1: it, yeah. I don't really want do something- to do something in our, in our case, we, we, we- Sorry, my tongue just decided not work. Um in reality, we could kind of get away with it. Or somebody like in the flex rocks and rollovers, if he has uh drive shafts per se that just don't seem to hold together, and every single video he is blowing up drive shafts and he's showing that. Like that looks bad, but you know, we're just, you know, two or not two dudes, pardon me. We're just dudes talking on the internet. We could just not talk about it and nobody would know how bad it did <laughs>
0: so uh no, no I don't you wouldn't
3: have I do mean like that
0: I'm talking <laughs> like I'm talking about how me and Graham have the uh the running gag of no sponsorships but also like I would rather if we're gonna do it have it be supporting a business in like one of our predominant areas like Tennessee or Massachusetts and then you know work with them just because yeah, like, I, I we know that. the people. Yeah, you want
2: to work with, with people you know and respect and people you want to bring value to their business.
1: No, yeah, well, I'm not going to. Gonna... If somebody wants to pay me, I'll give them an ad reel any day. I do. Th- just If any company's listening, they don't have a choice in what goes into the episodes. I do. You want me to put a little ad for you? I got a Venmo. You can slide me some cash. I'll make an ad reel.
3: <laughs> we'll sell <laughs> yeah, out. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I'm the opposite of that on the opposite
0: end of that i ain't gonna be like supporting anyone like all right so we're gonna shout out someone here or two someone's here because they uh both work in the same space but either barrett or built for the east i would absolutely trust them to touch anything that i own but
2: Have your shafts
0: oh yeah oh fuck yeah <laughs> um Although I, send I don't, your, uh, really...
2: you send your rig to Ricky. It might come back on Dana thirties.
0: Oof! Um, <laughs> I think that if we were to put my rig on Dana thirties, we would have a problem with the spare, a passenger, a full load of tools, and a full tank of fuel. It clocks in at fifty-eight before I took the doors off.
2: Jeez, you know i never weighed my buggy.
1: What? Oh, you my never put goodness. corner scales under that thing?
2: No. And, like, last time, at the last X-Rock comp I was at, like, they were like, oh, the Melchners have them. And they're like, oh, we didn't bring them. And they were like, oh, TJ's got them. And TJ's like, oh, I let someone borrow them. And then, like, there was one other person that was supposed to have them. And he was like, oh, I left them at home. And I was all excited I was going to finally get to weigh my rig. But (laughs) when the day comes, I'm accepting Venmo uh money for for bets on it because i'm super (laughs) curious like super curious to know what it weighs and i don't run water in my tires i just don't want to put that stress on my transfer case but Mm -hmm. um
3: that's
0: understandable with a sammy case in there yeah i mean it's pretty
2: solid i mean the only reason i split my transfer case in half at winrock was because i've been running it for two and a half years with no spline no cradle didn't even have it on rubber mounts oh boy Oof. yeah wow. i ran it that way for two and a half years so i mean honestly it did really good and even when it did split in half i only lost the low speed gear that's the only gear that got damaged like those trail gear um kits are freaking solid
3: makes um, sense to me.
2: japanese alloy like they're just like solid <laughs>
1: A uh, quick thing, though, from what Richie was saying, I would stay away from scrapyards if you ever wanted to go weigh them somewhere. But going to like a place that like sells mulch or anything like that, most of the time the people are pretty cool, and you can just be like, "Hey, if I were to drive up, pull off to the side, and pull my rig off, can I just see how much it weighs?" And like, I don't know, you just put that nice smile on and like bat your eyelashes. I bet they won't care at all. And then you the can just, problem,
2: just quickly. Hey, the problem it with that is, though, I would have to load it up into the thirty-six foot enclosed trailer and drive it there.
1: <laughs> fair. Okay, that's a fair point.
2: Yeah, like, <laughs> if if it weren't for that, I've, I'd have done had it at the weigh station um off 81. Like, that's like two miles from my house. <laughs> but, I mean, there's always state troopers sitting there, and I don't think they'd appreciate me unloading my rig and <laughs> driving it onto the scales. Not saying I wouldn't do it, but...
0: i'm super glad i live in tennessee because my vehicle has a title and as a result of that it doesn't matter i can get away with murder as it's an old america car at this point so like i don't have to have a windshield or anything like that i only have to have functional turns and safety glasses with two rearward facing mirrors
2: yeah that's nice like, yeah, I can't even drive my buggy around my neighborhood without the neighbors getting pissed off.
1: Oh, geez, That's pretty bad. No, so, So I only
4: said the scrapyard, Cody, because I've used the scrapyard down the road from my house multiple times to weigh random shit.
0: That's where the uh, 5400 number came from for my rig before we did the modifications in the four link. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, only, the only reason why I'd say stay away from scrapyards is because of, you know what product is coming in and the type of people that tend to do scrapping as a main job tend to not really give a fuck about what like drops on the ground and like screws and different things like that and on you know I'm, I'm sure i don't yeah, know my
4: scrap know. yard keeps the scale pretty clean
1: okay yeah they're, they're cool. nice about that most of mine don't so like good i'm happy that you guys do but <laughs> i've had so many screws and like work truck tires or like my tires and i'm just like god damn it i should have fucking known better
0: although that mulch idea is fucking genius, Cody. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to There's a
2: landscaping company not far from my house that might be, oh, not yeah. be a bad idea. But I also know lots of people that have scales, and I'll see them at the X-Rock comps this season. So um, I'm sure I'll get a wade this season. Yeah, I'll tell them ahead of time. Like, please bring your scales. <laughs> I mean, I would never take my buggy to the scrapyard because it's such a piece of crap. They might just, like, scrap it. <laughs>
0: start dragging it in you're like no (laughs) i'm proud to drive a cherokee through there so like you you should be okay they they let my cherokee leave i was shocked
2: oh god (laughs) i i can't imagine
0: uh yeah no it's truly terrible um (laughs) like and the best part about it is the unibody is now so bent that the header panel looks like a boxer that has just gotten too many uppercuts it no longer like sitting right and the whole
1: thing's just tweaked and yeah i definitely did not play a part into it looking more tweaked at all nope uh wasn't me This
0: had nothing to do with you. I'm not blaming you at all. Now, <laughs> if we're talking about the fact that my B pillars are now not even, and like one side on the driver's side is a little more crumpled than the other, that one I might say Cody had a thing to do with, hey, but I would blame I adv- the jackass that was spotting him.
1: I was going to say, I advised you that wasn't the line. You're like, nah, throw it in second and hit it harder. And I'm like, all right, yes, Captain. It <laughs> just kept fucking doing it. But, and uh, it walked right up it. At- it did. It made Graham look dumb as he flopped it, and I didn't. So fuck you, Graham. Even though you're not here, bastard. Yeah. Well, he'll show up eventually, or he won't. This is the latest he's ever been. So this is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he
2: just doesn't like me. He didn't want to come.
0: No, no, it's not that. It's it's literally maybe just maybe he's scared. A- maybe he's afraid to talk to women. It mm, might be a problem. I would I would normally so,
2: agree with that. He said that but I was like chugging my beer.
1: <laughs> uh, no uh he, he now has a girlfriend so like that's the joke before was maybe he was afraid of to talk to a woman, but now sadly it's not the case anymore now that joke doesn't hit as hard sad
0: yeah it 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 just doesn't take any effect at this point it's kind of a moot point and it's very sad mm-hmm. although she seems nice so like She's great. That's good. she is and she likes um,
1: she likes go fast stuff she was getting yeah. angry with everybody else when they were like she was like why do we have to wait for everyone i just want to go drive and yeah Kind of fun. Like she was enjoying knows. herself
0: at AOP because we kept bebopping. Which, now that we're going back to AOP, we'll yeah. talk about that for a second. But I want to get back to tires because tires that that was fun. Um,
2: I love just giving people shit about it because, like, you know, like, like Mickey Thompson um, Swampers, you know, like, like they. Nobody hates on a tire like they hate on crawlers. They are uh, the most hated on tire.
0: Treps nope. might be the nope. treps and Patagonias. Oh, Patagonias!
3: Well, uh, yeah. I, I, I
2: don't even like consider Patagonias, but
3: I don't know. I was just Brandon thinking Carroll's like, the top rocking sticky the Patagonias.
2: Huh? Treps
0: get a lot. Uh, treps get a massive amount of hate in New England, and they're viewed as. An okay tire at AOP. They're not like top tier, so they get a lot of shit. They get the same amount of shit as crawlers.
1: Well, they just surprise me every time that I see somebody on a set. And like, again, I've only ever driven one rig one time that was on a set of sticky traps. So, you know, my opinion on this may vary, but like, I, they never surprise me but like when I see somebody on a set of reds doing something absolutely fucking nuts on like side hilling something that they absolutely shouldn't be stuck on and it's just working like I've, I've only ever been surprised by Reds where like yeah okay yeah an SX didn't cut the sidewall whoop you do well done guys you have a thick sidewall um your Mickeys though your Mickeys did surprise me because I mean they're kind of like an untested tire right now you know they're new into the grand scheme of things you're out wheeling again I'm talking to you directly Luke yeah. You know, you were out wheeling with people on reds with people on traps. I don't know if we had anybody with SX stickies uh I wheeled with
0: SX stickies since then too.
1: It it was uh, it was very surprising to just see them work just as well. And I probably shouldn't be as surprised, you know, sticky does what a sticky does, and that, you know, makes sense. But Traps
3: just never like that.
1: they I've never been, you know, impressed with a set of traps. So I
0: view traps as the like they're the generic slightly expensive you're paying for a performance tire where you don't want a red like they operate in a similar sphere to a red but they're more of a race tire like a kr2 or a kr3 would be and they excel as a race tire the mickeys I'm very anxious to see what the 2024 Ultra Four season has to uh, offer. And by the way, there is an awesome podcast on that. Uh, If you give me one second, I will pull that up because I have to correct myself for some misstatements. Um, (laughs) But yes, I'm very curious to see how they do.
3: Why Um, do you think uh, they
2: Got my red labels because like a lot of the people I kind of looked up to and off-roading, um, that's what they had. And I didn't know too much about sticky tires in general and I'd seen them preform. And then a lot of the comp guys I knew and watched like an X-Rock ran red labels. And, um, so, you know, I had 37-inch mud claws on my buggy when I got it. And I'm
3: not not (laughs) making that up.
2: I could not even sell those. Like, I could not even sell them. I ended up trading them for something that I won't say. But I could not even sell them. And, um, yeah, so then I found, like, this, like, super killer deal on these 39-inch reds. And they only had a couple trips on them. And, I mean, I got a really good deal on them. And, like, I super, super looked up to Holly. I still do. And um, she made the switch over to the Reds. And, um, you know, I watched them perform for her on her Jeep. And, you know, I watched Marvin and those guys. And then all the comp guys running them. And I was like, I'm going to go with the Reds.
1: Yeah, especially with like the style of wheeling you do, it makes the most sense. Yep, agreed. And, uh, yeah, real and quick... I wanted
2: Bob Swinsky to like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> real quick, um, so to correct all my Ultra 4 misconceptions, that would be the Slightly Heated podcast with Dave Cole, the uh, owner of KOH, and all of that talking about the Ultra 4 stuff. Now back to the tires thing. Uh, I like Reds. They just... Would never work for me. I couldn't make them work if I wanted to. Because my rig's such a pig. Like, I have to run 15 PSI in my Mickeys to get them to be happy. And where I'm not, like, in danger of punching the sidewalls out.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it all depends on, like, your rig and your build and everything, too. What tire you run. Like, for me, the crawlers work great. They're one of the lightest weight if not the lightest weight sticky out there i like to keep my my buggy lightweight and then you know with all that torque i have with the crawl ratio i'm running i mean it just gives the tires time to hook and grab up
0: exactly now like if we look at it from the opposite position There is a very low likelihood that I ever gain any type of class and move away from this current XJ at the moment. I sold a (laughs) chassis to keep this thing. So like...
1: How dumb are you? We
0: already know that I'm on the autism spectrum. The hat gives it away. So the most likely thing is that my rig, as it spends more time at AOP, becomes an AOP-based rig. Like, that's just the inevitability that I'm living in, Um, and as I go to add more horsepower and more wheelbase to it, something like a crawler is just not going to be the right tire. And if they make a 42 Baja Boss, I would consider it. But then the only other tire that's really appealing to me for where I wheel, how I wheel, and like even if I put my rig on a weight loss diet, like, let's be real. By the time that you have a passenger, a spare, and um, some spare tools, a Cherokee buggy's going to be 5K. I need a tire that will happily hold up to a 5K rig. SXs. Yeah, and that's, that's just the answer. So that's why I say, like, in my case, referencing the Facebook post, you know, SX Master Race, because that is no, the only thing that that's going to... Nah, no, Reds, no. I would it's okay instead of Reds. It,
1: it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. Listen, <laughs> I'm, just teasing. I'm teasing. I know. Shit
2: on Brendan's post, because Brendan and I are buddies, and I know he's a crawler guy, and he oh, already just... told me like prior to that post. I mean, I was totally giving everybody shit, being sarcastic. And, um... So I was just getting everybody shit because I already knew he's going to put Reds on it because he had told me before he was even getting that rig and sent me pictures of it. But also, like I pulled up the the calculator and the crawl ratio on that new rig he got, it's like lower than mine.
0: Yeah, and like for me, I would fucking hate that. Like,
2: I mean, if- that's probably not the best rig for Brendan. But no. um, cause you know we all know he likes the skinny pedal, but um, yeah, and
0: that's that's my it problem also, too.
2: Well, it also just you know it, he he might decide he likes it. He might change up his wheeling style. I I don't know, but um, yeah. you know I just think with you know how low, stupid low that thing is geared, like with the low max gears and all that, like I I yeah. just think that a red label would be a better tire for that. But at the same time. I've only ever ran mud claws and reds.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, so like in my situation, it's my like mud claw. Huh?
1: Mud claw? Yeah, what is a mud claw?
2: I don't it's... even know. It's whatever was on my buggy when I bought it.
1: It's like a, it's a DOT,
2: MT type tire.
1: Yeah, oh, so was it the, the cheaper, like the Amazon ones, or I remember seeing those on a something. Hold on, I gotta Google this because I'm curious.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, the mud
2: claw, it's like, it's like the mud knockoff crawler. I don't even know. It's. Oh, yes. Okay. The the name of the tire just cracked me up. (laughs) Like the buggy came home and I immediately looked at the tires and I was like, what the fuck is a mud claw?
0: Yeah, those are atrocious. They had like
2: brand new tread on them and we had four of them. Like practically brand new tread. I couldn't even sell them for two hundred bucks.
0: I believe it. Nobody I believe wanted it. them.
2: And I live like twenty minutes from West Virginia and nobody wanted them.
0: Yeah, I believe that. Um and you know, at F and F breads are the king. At AOP, it's SX's uh, out west fuck it run whatever the fuck you brung because it literally doesn't matter and do stickies matter really that much like
2: i really don't they they can almost get you in trouble out west because there's just so much traction i mean i would walk up to an obstacle and look at it and be like this is gnarly and then just freaking crawl it
3: yeah and not,
2: not skip a beat i mean bebop right up through there like no problem
0: and, like, your definition of bebopping is definitely different than my definition of bebopping. My definition of bebopping involves gratuitous amounts of rev limiter. So, and like, catching jumps that's at like, revs. <laughs> yes. That's uh, like really? Be-boppity. Sorry. Okay, beboppity. Uh, yeah, I think are
2: like boppity bop. Like, you got yeah, well, bop like, through there. I kind of like bebop, kind of cruise through, work in the rear steer, like, boop,
0: boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just straight-up aggression. It's like, all right, this fat pig's going to make it in first with a 3.8 into a 4-to-1 with 5.13s. Okay, this pig didn't want it in first. It's going to love it in second, and away we go. It's just like a rocket ship. And yeah. if it doesn't like it in second, we roll back, and uh, if you give, third. Me 15, <laughs> give me 15 feet of run-up, and let me just bang some limiter in third, and we're going to see whether or not that 1310 front drive shaft decided life is good today or not.
2: Yeah, Brent um Brent uh pulled a, one of those rollback and drop it into thirds when we were at the uh, Sand Mines in Carryville, Tennessee last and uh in the Rubicon on 513's manual um it was fucking hilarious. Like he literally catches air like the front like jumped. Cody i'm pretty attest... sure that's when he like broke like the front output shaft
1: oh yeah that would do it
0: <laughs> Cody can attest that i'm just a bit of a hoonigan though so like my rig if there is something that is remotely jump shaped it's going oh, off of God. it at some point it doesn't matter if it comes off of it sideways if i can cut
1: into it on the way i down. don't think i don't think my kidneys have ever healed from that moment like we hit like it wasn't that bad but like I don't know. I think it just the way that the jump hit, like hit on the passenger side, so much harder. And I'm like, okay, I'm over this. Like, we hit that jump how many times? Four times. We hit that
0: jump like four times, and we were doing like third gear and fourth gear through the greens at Roush in the back of the park, trying to get out for curfew. Like we were. I don't recommend it because it
2: will change your life. Would probably like. Shoot right out the bird,
1: <laughs> just lose like... everything. <laughs> I so, mean, like, it
2: wouldn't be good. Like, there'd be like shafts and put shafts, axle shafts, drive shafts flying from like every direction. They'd be like impaling everybody. It would be bad.
0: So, like, at this point, I am so Stockholm syndrome into Cherokee ownership that I set my 0-4 axle up where the unit bearing is pre-staged, ready to go. All I have to do is pop a lockout in. And after doing this multiple times, they now get ratchet strapped down to the bottom of my B-pillar and all of my tool bags go on top that then get ratchet strapped down on top of those. So, yeah. It's great. Um... And air
1: bumps are in my future. Maybe that would help. Maybe that would be the difference. I think just hitting that hard bump was just not fun. It was aggressive.
0: Uh, it's not a rig that's supposed to be elegant or fast. No. It's it's really shockingly good at it, but also terrible. <laughs> um, and so, like, I don't know how a moon buggy would be going fast, because, like, I don't know what the wheelbase is on that thing. 107. 107? Oh, okay. That, that might be just fine then. Well,
2: actually, we did have to crank my links in a little bit when we put the crawl box in, so I might be at like 106 now.
0: Eh, whatever. Close enough for government work. Somewhere. I'm running 110, so it's no different.
3: Yeah. <laughs> How the
2: wide buggy is that thing? Is like actually like quite deceiving like versus seeing it like on socials or on YouTube and then seeing it in person people are always like wow like that thing is way smaller than like what i thought oh. it was and everyone always thinks my tires are bigger than 39s too because they just look massive on the rig <laughs>
3: um
2: the width let me like from tire to tire
0: yeah, like the outside edge of tire, to outside edge of tire.
2: Yeah, um, I don't have the tires on right now, but I can um give you an idea. I want to say it's like ninety five, or I mean eighty five.
4: Uh, all right, that makes ninety five was big. I was like, holy
0: yeah. shit!
2: <laughs> I'd say about eighty five. What do you got? Yeah,
0: I'm running right at that, like.
2: Brent says 85. 76, but I believe I've measured it before and it was with the tires on and it was like 80-something. But he's shaking his head no at me.
0: <laughs> I, I would believe 77 on toys. For yeah, sure. Because that... that would track.
1: Um, cause Unless I'm it's like, like at... 100% offset wheels.
3: Well, i like, running that,
2: like, massive wheel spacers, too.
3: Ooh, okay, but even so then there are am
2: I'm just kidding. I just said oh. that. Since. I just said that and looked at Brent real quick cuz I just wanted to see what he
0: yeah. see if you could get the uh head shake of
1: disapproval.
2: Yeah, pretty
1: much. She's doing backwards. <laughs> they just stick it um, all the way out. Be funny. Yeah, cuz Toys should
0: be like fifty. If we're talking about I W or IFS hubs on there, they should be like fifty-eight WMS to WMS, and then add about ten WMS. inches.
2: I don't have IFS hubs.
0: All right. So then, wait. It was sixty with IFS hubs. I'm sorry. Um, those are two inches wider. Yeah. So then, these are like from an
2: eighty-five pickup. Or 77 four
0: makes sense. Uh, and I'm sitting at like 84, 85, depending on how much air I'm in. So like I overhang a uh, simple car hauler a little bit, but it's not terrible. Uh, you just have to be careful loading it.
2: Brent says like 78, but...
0: That would make perfect sense because that would yeah. be five inches Where of backspacing.
2: Okay, we'll just measure it from hub hub to hub and then go measure one of the tires. great debate.
3: Um,
0: I mean, it was just a point of curiosity in relation to
1: going fast because like I've always I wondered like hyper about... I
2: hyperfixate on things, so now like I won't stop until I know.
1: Oh, Luke sense. gets that completely. You should ask yeah, him about no. Tropical Fish.
2: Oh yeah. Like if I get into like I'm a hobby hopper too, like except for off-road, that's the one thing that sticks. But like I'll get hyper fixated on something and can't let it go.
0: Yeah. Um so I have a couple of I'll have to
2: learn every single thing about it and get like really good at it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done.
0: Luke. Yeah, I hyperfixate on things and then remember like ninety percent of the hyperfixation years later. And it's oh, terrible.
2: Yeah. It's like photographic memory kinda.
0: Yeah, and then like you have to explain to people that don't understand that where you're coming from, and it's like, no, I have seen this before. It is this. Yeah, Trust it's like,
2: me. no, I was an expert in this at one point in time and probably like a hundred other things too. So
0: Yes. I I was I would happily have gone to a debate club about this just to piss people off. Um, but here we are now. And, Wait, uh, did
2: you measure the tires? <laughs> okay. Oh, he's got the calculator out.
0: Oh, he's got excellent.
2: <laughs> now I I gotta know.
0: <laughs> so how did you end up involved Am with... Am I right?
2: Uh... I must be right, because now he's measuring again. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, 85's fat for a fucking rig on toys.
1: Well, that's how... When she said 90, I was like, oh my god. I'm like... Well,
2: <laughs> maybe I, this well, I, this I way said bigger. 95, and then I was like, no, no, 85.
0: Because, like, my rig's fat, and my rig's on... Right now, it's sitting at, like, 85 with a Cherokee body over it, so... Like my tires aren't inside of my fenders and I've not to be weird, but I've seen your rig at the meet and be I was riding with uh, TJ
3: and um or was that TJ Little rig. My TJ. rig?
2: The trail trash?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the trail you were trash meet and beat. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I was riding I with actually uh like who
2: were you riding with? Were, uh, were you? You did, but
0: I was probably having to deal with uh, other stuff and slightly distracted, so I apologize. Were
2: you with um, the Trail Trash guys when me and Dylan were at Little Caesars?
0: I was with... uh, I was only there for one night, and it was with... um, His name's escaping me, and I know he listens, which really pisses me off, to uh, Red... Um, Jeff Miles? Tennessee TJ. Oh,
2: I'm Um, not
0: sure. His name's escaping me, and I really feel bad about that. Wait, is it a red TJ? Yeah, uh, Yeah, Tennessee TJ. No, it's not Jeff. Oh. Um,
1: Thought it was Jeff, too.
0: Yeah, it's not Jeff. Uh, We had him on the podcast.
1: Oh, my God. That's even worse. And now you don't remember his name? Yeah, it's really bad. Okay. All right. Joseph is charged. Joseph, yeah, Joe. Tyler, Carr.
0: Joe. Jojo, Carr. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> I know Sorry. I was
0: riding with Jojo. Gotcha. And um, I was there with Graham as well. So, like, I was only there, though, Thursday night. And I was there from, I think we showed up at the meet and beat for like two. And I left there at three in the morning.
2: Yeah. Nobody really talked to me there. Like, I I don't, I'm not AOP breed. Like, a couple people passed me on the trails, and were like, she cross, what's up? But, um, I'm just not AOP breed.
0: (laughs) I will say one weird experience we had at AOP was we were there for Thanksgiving, and we had some drunk motherfuckers coming on over, and it was hilarious, But it was also a little bit awkward because we're trying to be polite and, like, not, you know, be dicks about it. But we also don't want to go and pound shots with you. It's fucking cold. We have a nice warm fire going. We paid for all this firewood and we're going to burn through it type of a deal.
2: Yeah. We were camped, like, right to the entrance on the left.
0: Yeah, by the buggy entrance, or not buggy entrance, by the normal entrance.
2: Yeah, like across. Like Right across the road from the house.
0: Yep, nestled in that little cove. Yeah, we must have passed you like four times that night because we were out fucking late that night.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember that group going in and out late.
0: Sorry. <laughs> uh, and you got to hear gratuitous amounts of limiter from the mountain, which oh, was probably I'd... cool.
2: Yeah, we love that.
0: Um, they do not love that at Good Evening, just as a heads up.
1: No, they do not.
2: They don't want
1: to hear my 16 valve, my squirrel power. <laughs> they, might, they, might be, they might be alright with that one, but uh, Red Dot at 3 in the morning. No, no bueno. They didn't, they didn't like that. No, I imagine
0: oh, not. 427 screaming.
1: um, <laughs> uh, uh, So how did you get involved with the the social media marketing side of x Like, what was kind of the path that got you to that point?
2: Um, I went to compete um, in the amateur comp SLRC and went up and watched the x Rock guys and was just like, this is fucking badass. I have to be involved in this. And then just kind of introduced myself to Hans and I was like, I freaking love this. Like, do you guys need more volunteers? Do you need help? Like... I wanted an excuse to be here. <laughs> um, so that was kind of that. And uh, yeah, so I do that. Um, I help. Uh, I don't do all the social media. Tiffany Andrews does some of that too. Um, but, you know, we kind of like bounce things off each other. If She's too busy to do something. I'll do it vice versa. Um, I help edit. Um, reels occasionally, things like that. I just do. I I just do behind the scenes stuff. We'll put it. We'll leave it at that.
3: Oh, yeah!
1: Sounds like a lot that, of fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. I love it. It's kind of, kind of the same thing I do um, as project manager at Flex Rocks Rollovers. Just a lot of a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff.
0: Marvin's fucking awesome. Marvin yeah, is
2: yeah. is extremely awesome. He is. FlexRocks rollovers is his baby. He has worked so hard on it. He's very protective of it, understandably so. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that he trusted to bring me on as the project manager just blew my mind. And uh, well, we, you know, we've become, um, you know, friends over the uh, past couple years. And um, you know, it, it just, you know, he, he was just kind of asking me some things one day, and. Um, it just kind of happened, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like, absolutely." So I, I basically I run she crawls, um, clutch social media uh, management, and web design, and then I'm project manager at with uh, FlexRocks rollovers, and I can kind of balance the three, you know, here working from home because not one of them is a full time job. Mm-hmm. And, um, then when the weather's right and my free time, I thoroughly enjoy detailing vehicles.
1: Oh yeah. That sounds like a busy life. And then some wheeling somewhere in between there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and sometimes like I put too much on my plate, so I'm probably going to scale back the detailing. Um, but I, I love it and I'm really good at it because <laughs> I just get very detail oriented, which I'm sure Luke can relate to that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. And you know what's funny? I call it She Shines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so good.
4: I that love is- that.
0: So I have to ask, do you ever get obsessed with the function over the form? Because that's been one of my crippling things is I am obs- I don't care what it looks like. I care how it works. It's got to work how I want it to. Otherwise, like it could look like a literal tube cube.
2: Things need to be proper internally before I worry about anything externally.
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah, like, like, I don't, like, like, take a weld, for instance, like, if I'm welding something, like, I don't care if it looks pretty, like, if the penetration's not there in the weld, like, it's no good. Like, I just know it has to be done proper, like, from the inside out, like, and that kind of applies to everything.
0: So I get asked a lot about one ton swaps. Uh, it's like kind of my forte is talking about them and helping people with them. And I'm like, the most important thing that you're gonna do is figure out the suspension that you're gonna bolt that axle to, because like you could have the most bulletproof axle, but like if your suspension shit, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, Brent's dealing with that right now. He's currently building a 1995 Tahoe on leaf springs and putting tons under it for a friend of ours and i can't remember what he told me today but something about when it was the shocks were dropped it was like twisting real bad
0: that sounds obnoxious and i could not deal with that
2: it's going to be obnoxious but it's going to be really cool
0: I, I mean, I'm not saying that it that's not going to be cool, but I mean, stu- that type of problem is obnoxious and drives me oh. up the wall, so I have to fix that. Otherwise, oh, yeah, they're I don't function. To-
2: they're going to fix it. I think they're going to have to like rebuild the shocks or something. I don't know. Like I can tell you a lot about Toyota stuff, but one-ton stuff is still... One-ton
0: stuff is really simple. 99-04 to is the birthplace, and 05-plus is the finish line. Everything else is is just kind of generic.
2: I do (laughs) know that. I do know, like, I can tell uh, Dana 60 from a 14-bolt from a 9-inch, all that. like, I I know that much, but as far as axles go, I could tell you more about portals than one-tons.
0: Yep, understandable there. Uh, Just... Like I was saying, though, earlier, my thing is, I cannot let functioning not. Like, I just can't let that go. So, like, in Connecticut, where I used to live, uh, they were very, very, very picky about cages. So, if you had a roll cage that interfered with the front of your windshield that was considered a massive no-go. Like, you could not see it, almost, if you're looking out. Like, you could kind of see the A-pillars and, like, maybe say that that's, like, a mounting basket type of thing. So when I built my cage, I built my cage as low as I possibly could, and there was no way to perfectly follow the body line as much as I wanted to. But I wanted it so that way, if I ever got pulled over when I was street driving the thing, that, like, There was no way they could bitch about the cage. And I would check all of the boxes for the strength. So, like, it's all built-in nodes. It's all... Everything on it is a triangle. There's nowhere that isn't a triangle. Um, Yeah. And all of that. But, like, as a result of that, I ended up with a slightly weird XJ cage in the grand scheme of things. But... I drove that thing in Connecticut for 3 years and never got pulled over about the roll cage.
2: It was functionally solid.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly functionally solid. Um uh, now yeah. I've got double A pillars built off of it, double B pillars and like she's a chunky cage with double C pillars as well, so like if I want to crush that rig, I actually have to put some effort in. <laughs>
2: that past you
0: <laughs> uh give it a couple years um, yeah
2: so yeah i'm right there with you though I, I'm i'm very particular about things and like when i take things apart on the rig like i have to like break clean all the parts clean everything up has to go back together better than it was before very meticulous
0: yep, yep. and like when i'm working on stuff drives logan up the wall because he's like this is a mess it's like no the pliers are at my left hand so i can grab them with my left hand while i'm using my right hand to support the axle shaft to get the stupid snap ring out and then on the opposite oh side what,
2: you don't love snap rings
0: no no i have a massive amount of hatred for snap rings uh I they're
2: do uh, they are not my friend
0: they are a daily bane of my existence and a metric eight millimeter snap ring is about enough to make me want to go and check myself into a mental hospital.
2: I get um, to the point with mine where I throw the snap ring pliers across the garage and I just grab two flatheads or flathead and like a, um, pick that's like got like a <laughs> curved end on it. And I just like pry that bitch off.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like, that's cool and all except Ford on the 04 and 05 Super Duty axles is like, yeah, this bitch is buried at the back of the locking hub mount. So you better have long snap ring pliers, or you can just straight up get fucked and forget about this because getting a pick in there. It'd be, oh my God, that'd be,
1: yeah, that would suck. I had had my first experience. I hate snap
2: rings so bad. I just recently rebuilt my transfer case. And I got it all back together, and I looked down, and there's a fucking snap ring on the table I forgot to put in.
1: Oh, no. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, like,
0: yeah. I've got gotten it. to the point where with Cherokee transfer cases, I can put an SYE in under the rig without dropping the cross member. But, like, I went out and spent $150 on snap ring pliers, and the internal snap ring pliers where you have to like or the external, I'm sorry, where you have to spread them and they don't have like the, the little eyes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Terrible design. Absolute hatred. Uh, whoever whoever designed that, I hope that their existence in hell involves having to assemble them with bare fingers for the rest of eternity.
1: <laughs> Jeez Louise! Yeah, I got to experience the O5 Plus snap rings this past weekend as we were pulling my O50 Plus. Blah, 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 blah. Jeez Louise, I can't talk today. Pulling it apart. And that is a motherfucker. It is that is not easy. And not to mention, like, you have, you have the fucking strong hands to do it too. Like once you get it in and like you squeeze it to the point that you're like, oh yeah, that's plenty. Oh no, no, no. You gotta go hold another inch out, like outwards yep. to spread it and pull it over the splines. That is a pain in the ass. Yeah, we're going to put awesome. a snap
0: ring on a recessed groove on a recess behind the splines. So you're like, cool, I got this thing moving. And then you hit the splines and you have to open it up more. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Harbor Freight, yeah. their $100 set uh, of the Ion snap ring pliers includes the perfect pair for it. And I would happily pay $100 for that pair of pliers just on its own again.
2: The, I'm gonna have little to... harbor freight yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah um that, everything that i wanted one. for
2: christmas was at harbor freight and brent waited till like the saturday before christmas to shop
1: <laughs> typical and, man like, same uh, he
2: was like everything you want at harbor freight i was like yep yep you makes it easy,
1: easy. <laughs> yeah
2: but then the one thing i really wanted they were sold out of i really wanted that gold ion torque wrench
0: That's obnoxious. I wanted a... uh, Uh, Do you
2: even know how obnoxious I am? I got the whole Color Chrome wrench set. Oh, I was saying
0: that they were out of it is obnoxious. Oh, (laughs) oh.
2: No, I got... No. The Color Chrome (laughs) wrench set is obnoxious. And I got the Color Chrome half-inch socket set.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And
2: I wanted the Color Chrome Allen wrenches, too, but they were out of those also. I've already used them all and scratched them all up.
0: Oops. i love allen wrenches they're my favorite as far as like socket head screws are my favorite bolts to work with at this point point. and i don't have a good reason why but like they just he
2: got well, he got me like a different set and it came with handles which i actually hadn't seen that before
1: they're like the t-handle ones
2: well no they're like allen wrenches but like they have little handles you can clip onto them and it's like essentially like like oh, a socket shit. slash screwdriver.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was will, like really nice. I will say I do like those too, Luke. After like, like you kind of pushing those to me saying like, hey, these are much better. These are much better. I fucking love them. They just, I, I don't know. You can act like it feels to me like you can just get a nice solid like tighten or loosen out of them and they're quite well, nice. Also like general. screws.
4: Er, yes. Mm.
1: Generic.
0: um The generic ones that you can buy are either grade 10 or grade 11, so they are slightly tougher than your generic grade 8 bolts, Mm -hmm. and they cost the same. So for me, that's a massive win, and then on top of that, like, it's a hex socket. You can beat it in. If that doesn't work, they're easier to cut off than a normal
1: bolt head, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the-
2: I think Brent is just dying. He's not in on this conversation right now. We
1: should have had him on. Why didn't we think about that? Now I feel <laughs> bad that we didn't have him on. We'll have oh, to. He's, we'll been have-
2: on a couple, he's been on a couple podcasts with me, but um, he's a talker, I'm- man. He's like a Hans or Anthony.
1: <laughs> we'll have to get him on his own then. We'll have him get in contact. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll God. shoot the he,
2: He'd love that. He would love that. Well, oh, I yeah, hope he-
0: his schedule's free in about a month because uh, right now we've got about a month lined up. I'm sure it will
2: be. The government will probably be shut down by then.
0: <laughs> uh, sounds about right for this time of year.
2: Yeah, he'll probably be on um, what's it called? What's it called? When... Furlough. Furlo. Yeah, Furlo. Yeah, he works at FEMA.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Well, I just followed him, so I'll message him and we'll try to figure out some, uh, we'll figure something out and see what we can make happen with him. Because that would definitely be a fun story to chitty chat with him.
2: Make sure that you watch the Flex Rocks Rollovers Wild Ride uh, YouTube episode before. Just <laughs> so like you you like can gauge his personality. I Perfect. guarantee you it, you will be in stitches watching him wheel that Jeep.
1: <laughs> I'll definitely have Board to check counter. it out. Now it's
2: pretty, it's pretty funny.
1: We are slowing down slightly, but I do have another question that I'd love to ask. Actually, I have two questions. One of them is stupid, but we'll see if... Do you have any small animal facts?
3: (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So
1: it's been an ongoing thing since, I mean, shit, probably over 100 episodes ago. We started talking about raccoon facts, and I've always loved throwing in a random wrench in the question, do you have any small animal facts?
2: Oh, man. Hmm.
1: Alright, I'll leave you on that one for now, but... Well,
2: I mean... I I mean, a tiger is not a small animal, is it?
1: No, I'll take it, though. but we'll take it.
2: Tigers like pepper?
1: I did not know that.
2: Oh. It's from Hangover, guys. The movie... Oh, I
1: see, I didn't watch The Hangover. I'm sorry. Alan? Alan? Alan?
2: No, what a bomb.
0: With my (laughs) special interest you're not going to find me watching movies. Now, I'll watch a three and a half hour long history documentary and not blink more than twice, but, you know, anyways. Um,
1: interesting Are other you just forever? Career. Are you forever on Adderall or something, Luke? Because like, that's that's what happens no, to me. This is just my I normal sure life.
2: I most certainly am. I do not function without it. No,
0: Love this it. is just my normal <laughs> life. Um, holy moly. So, other interesting tiger fact, but did you know that the tribes in the native areas where tigers are found, um, like, I forgot exactly how far back it dates, but I want to say it was discovered that about 600 or 700 years ago, people started painting eyes on the back of their head because tigers Fare don't the like tigers it. When... Away. Yeah, tigers That's don't pretty. like it when you're looking at them. What? Uh, whatever yep.
2: show you saw that in, I watched it too.
0: yep so that's that's my uh, tiger fact um, because they think if you're looking at them that you can you know attack them before they attack you and they prefer to be an ambush predator so they don't get hurt because you know for them to eat every time that they have to go
1: and eat they have to kill something so Honestly, shout out to the person who ever thought of that. Like the first time, they're like, oh, look at this dumbass with eyes on the back of his head. It's like, well, I didn't get eaten by a tiger and your cousin did. So who's really dumb? (laughs) That's got to be such an interesting thing to experience. Now, all right, take it away from the animals. um, Let's do a quick little synopsis on how was your experience wheeling for 24 hours straight? That's got to be so draining. I couldn't even imagine trying to do that, especially at Field & Forest where it's not a walk in the park
2: 24-7. Yeah, I mean, dude, I was so pumped up. Like, I was just excited that Matt Merrick had to winch more than me. <laughs> and, um, but he did make the bonus lines. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was so freaking pumped up the whole time Like, when it was over, Brent was, like, fried. He was ready to leave, like, right then and there. And um, I was like, no, let's stay and hang out and this and that. And we had, like, a 10 to 12-hour drive home. And um, he's like, nope, we're leaving. It's time to go. I'm done. I'm ready to get home. And um, we get about 30 minutes down the road. He's falling asleep. I was still so pumped up. I hopped in the truck and towed about three hours before I pulled us into a hotel. After being up for 24 hours wheeling.
1: Oh my gosh. Um,
2: Yeah. Like I was that pumped up from it. Like I am a total adrenaline junkie and it was just such an awesome experience. And all the people that were there were just so amazing. Um, the new Englanders were honestly my favorite, uh, some of my favorite people. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love Marvin and Brendan and stuff, but, um, I don't know if you know, Eugene Whitford. Yes. Yep. Oh God. I love Eugene. Like he is my buddy. Um, and Paul Barnes.
1: Yes. Paul Barnes is great. He's awesome.
2: I freaking loved Eugene and Paul and Bob. Like I love them. And, um, (laughs) I probably talked to Bob and Eugene more than I talked to anybody else there. Like in the downtime. Um, I mean, my God, if I ever didn't move out West, I would freaking move to New Hampshire.
1: (laughs) Yeah, New Hampshire, that's actually, fun enough, where I want to end up. Um, it's so it's, it's beautiful so nice. there, yes.
2: and there's field and forest, and then I guess there's, like, um, a place I've been hearing about Badlands.
1: Well, yeah. so, <laughs> or, or sadly. Or like, the
2: jungle or something? I don't know. Uh, I, I heard there's, like, some other really cool place up there.
1: There's there's a few there's actually quite a few and currently one of the so like out in our area to wheel in certain places you have to be a part of a club but unless you know people like if you yeah, knew and any must be can...
2: four wheel drive northeast whatever yeah blah, blah, blah.
1: the NEA um so sadly Badlands. Badlands was a really, really fun property, really unique style trails. It almost gave Field and Forest vibes, but kind of like a weird mix with Roush because this, the rocks had a little bit more traction to them. But sadly, the landowner kind of screwed up and now he no longer is a, like open to have us go there. But hopefully down the road, that does change. The jungle is also a really, really fucking cool place. Um, from what I'm told, there's not that many hard obstacles, but it's a little bit vast like you can kind of go and just explore and then there is quite a few like there's one obstacle called the half pipe which is like the most known at the jungle um but definitely if you in a few years from now once the uh the rockaholics guys which is a club that chris and um Barnes, mike like all of those guys are a part which is like the quintessential buggy club is what we'll call it um the cool kids club is the other nickname for it um they have their own property that they are currently leasing and you know cutting trails on so i think wait a few years come back and go and explore there and field and forest and all other places it'll be Mm -hmm. you guys could set up a really really sick weekend for yourselves
2: yeah that would be cool i want to have like a weekend to spend time on some of the red trails at um uh, the forest. Forest. I yeah. actually was invited to uh, run Humble Pie. But, really? Um, oh. Yeah, but then I did something that was kind of frowned upon really late at oh. night. Oh, yeah. And did my, you punish- go- my punishment was, <laughs> was having my Humble Pie invite retracted.
3: He oh.
2: <laughs> was oh, like, geez. maybe next year. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're still all good. I still sat and drank with Bob and Liza all night after that. But
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I... Don't do d- donuts in Camp 8 after dark. Or probably any time.
1: Yeah, probably any Especially be the not
2: at like 1 in the morning.
0: Yeah, yeah that sounds Holland. like recipes to get Bob all bothered.
2: Well, um, somebody told him and like, I didn't know I disturbed the peace and um somebody told him and he didn't know who it was they didn't know who it was and i found out he heard so obviously i owned up to it
3: Mm -hmm.
2: well that's responsible i was like i "I just want you to know that was me i'm very sorry one of your locals told me to do it it's all their fault no
1: (laughs) (laughs) blame the locals always
2: (laughs) yeah but um yeah so but anyways like my hope is to uh, one day get invited to run Humble Pie again.
0: Humble that Pie dude. is cool. Bob is also a cool dude, and that property is sick.
2: Oh, for so. sure! I was uh, recently uh, had a subscriber spotlight in Forlow magazine, and it was like one of the questions is, "What are your favorite parks to wheel?" And it was like definitely Field and Forest is one of them.
1: For sure. what, were yeah. other, what were your other choices?
2: Ah, uh, good evening, Ranch and Area BFE out in Moab.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: uh, no love for AOP. Damn, I see how it is. No, it stinks. There's no traction. <laughs> we
2: there. didn't know our way around. We didn't really have a group to wheel with, and like,
0: I'll be well, honest, I just like going to AOP and bebopping around all the blue and black trails there. Like, I don't have to have a set direction or know my way around the park. I just have a good time with it. And now I Stockholm Syndrome myself into loving it and also knowing my way around the park.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you said you live real close to it, right?
0: Yeah, I live an hour so, away.
2: Yeah, so that's your home park. I'm like 30 minutes from my home park. I'm three and a half from Roush, three and a half from AOAA, three and a half from Good Evening Ranch. So
0: does that mean that we might see you at the Web Wheeler's Ball in uh, Labor Day weekend?
1: Yeah, you should come up and hang out. Yeah, definitely.
2: I will definitely come for that. I think it was on my radar last year, but it didn't work out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably for the better.
3: The only thing
2: about Roush is, man, it's so expensive.
1: That's Luke's biggest problem with it, too.
2: I mean, it's so expensive, and like, I mean... Uh, Yeah, you can camp in the parking lot for free. And that's cool. I mean, I mean, that makes up for a little bit. But I mean, I heard they were raising the rates a little more even. And it's just like, when you have to travel to get there, you know, it just, you know, it adds up. And I'm sure they have the reasons. And, you know, I'm sure they have the reasons for raising the rates. But, um, you know, it's just it's just tough. It's it's tough.
0: And 100% agreed. That's the only time that I go and wheel Roush is for the Web Wheelers Ball. For that reason, and yeah, like, but if
2: you have to buy the annual pass now to go, then mm-hmm. you might as well go as many times as you can.
0: Nah, it's twelve and a half hours away from me. I'm not. I'm not doing that to myself to go wheel there more than once.
2: True. A year. True. I it, I get that. It's just. It, uh It's it's just a little pricey, and you know, it's it's gonna.
1: Oh, it's going to price
2: some people out.
1: Oh, for sure. Without and a the doubt. Thing,
2: and that might be what they're trying to do. Who knows?
0: The thing with, like, good evening is that if you and a buddy want to split a cheap cabin, like, by the end of the weekend, you're into it for, like, 200 bucks. That's, like, it's so the first affordable. day gate fee at Roush.
2: Yeah. That's where I, I love compliment. how afforda- affordable the ranch is, and it's just a beautiful mm-hmm. property. The trails are fun. And, man, the cabins are nice. They're very well-maintained. They're They're very clean. Um, You know, I I love Bobby and Billy and Amy and Matt. And, um, you know, gosh, um, Bobby is just the most friendliest guy. I mean, every time I've been there, I've had to use his garage and welder. No problem. (laughs) He's like, come on down. Well, now I got a welder on the trailer. But still, it's nice to, like... Be able to go in a garage and work on your stuff versus like out in the weather on your trailer
0: i like good evening ranch because good evening ranch is a nice six hour ride for me seven hour ride for me like depending on traffic i would realistically say it's like six and a half to seven and a half now that i think about it but like it's a lot easier to go there than it is to go to roush or to go back home for me so like for me to go to f and F is eighteen hours. yeah, eighteen and a half hours somewhere in there. And yeah, um,
2: you can typically only go if there's like an event.
0: yeah, mm-hmm. or I have to know some club that's going there, yeah. and that's where it's so much easier for me to go to good evening. So that's why that park's got like a special place in my heart is it feels close to home, but it's yeah. not quite there. Um, yeah. I miss the, um, the New England wheeling, but... Uh,
2: yeah, the, the the New Englanders are uh, good people.
1: Hell
0: yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I know we're starting to come up on the time limit, so what are your socials one last time before we roll this out?
2: Uh, she crawls across the board. To, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's it's shocker, but it's she crawls as well um but i i haven't done anything with it it's just i have tons and tons of footage and stuff i mean god Brent and i could have oh, a reality show Brent yeah. and i could truly have a reality show our life is quite quite <laughs> hysterical but um i mean we could just make a youtube episode just set up the camera just the two of us out here in the garage on a friday night and people would love it but We just haven't done it. It's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of editing, um, if you want to do it right.
0: That's where I struggle and where I have to give a round of applause to, like, Mark at FM Jeeping. He he does very concise videos that are very well put together. So, uh, I don't know how other people do it, and I don't even know how he does it
3: with the amount of editing time.
2: Well, they probably don't, you know, focus on other things as much where I've kind of, like, focused on Instagram and um, whatnot and my goal's there. Um, So, but, yeah, I've got to make have time for the family.
1: Mm, Amen to that. Yeah, I've got
2: two kids, so.
1: And you guys have kids. That's exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah, we got a nine-year-old son, Carter. um, And then my daughter, Riley, is 18. Might be giving my age away a little bit there, but yeah,
0: makes sense though. Like you know, is <sighs> that's got to be a lot of fucking time though, just the editing. I mean, taking care of kids, doing the she crawls, oh. and all of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting to the point, kind of like with 2024. Um, I'm not making deposits where there's not going to be a withdrawal anymore. I have to start saying no to things, and I'm just kind of, like, a very friendly, helpful person, and I struggle saying no. Um, So that's something I'm going to try to work on a little bit and have more time to relax. And, like, when I am out in the garage working on the buggy, like, I don't feel stressed out because I have a load of crap to do in the house, up in the office and stuff. So I just want to prioritize a little bit.
0: Yep. Makes perfect sense to me.
1: Anyone else got any uh, final thoughts here? No, honestly, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on. I think you've been absolutely yeah. fantastic and have had a lot of fun throughout this whole episode.
2: Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, definitely definitely reach out to Brent. Um, I think you guys would enjoy him as well. And um, I will heckle him in the background when he's on with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love it, love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you, everybody, for listening. If you can, please, with any social media platform that you guys are listening on, or if you guys are following, make sure you go check out her. Make sure you go check out all of our stuff. And on that note. On that note, guys, please
0: take care of yourselves. This is the first episode that's coming out after the new year, and I know, as cliche as it sounds, consider spending some time in the gym Because your body is the first impression that you're going to give anyone. And something that you're only going to get one of, taking care of it shows that you can take care of other things and that helps to build trust.
1: So keep that in mind.
2: I just go to the gym so that I can drink beer and not feel guilty about it.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can get behind that.
2: (laughs) That's my gym motivation. No. (laughs) Definitely valid point, guys. Thanks again for having me on. I really enjoyed it.
3: Thank you for coming on.